All right, you can take a seat. Man, it's so good to see everyone. I uh, want to welcome you again to church today. We are, as Donnie said, in the season of Advent where we take time each and every year to look back at the incarnation of Jesus and celebrate all that that means and look ahead to the return of Christ. And this for us is such an important time of year as believers. I've shared this with you before, but we kind of think of the year starting in January, which in many ways it does. On the church calendar, the year actually starts with Advent. It actually starts with looking back at the incarnation of Jesus and looking ahead to his return. And it's such an anchor point for us, a focal point for us, as one year ends and another year begins and life passes on to help us remember that which is truly important. And so we're focusing on that uh, in this season over this month as a church. And this year, our theme for Advent is Come and Behold. Come and behold, and each week we're focusing in on one of the many themes of Advent that we want to come and behold Jesus in his love. That was last week. We want to come and behold Jesus in his hope. Today we are going to focus in on coming and beholding Jesus and the joy that he brings. And if we can go in our Bibles to Luke chapter 2, I want to encourage you to take out your Bible and read along with us. This is our scripture for today, our guiding scripture that shapes what we're doing today and what we are seeking to behold. It's Luke chapter two. I'm gonna give you a moment to get there. We'll have it on the screen. If you did not bring a Bible, feel free to pull out your phone as well uh, and pull up your Bible on there. And as we did last week, I'm gonna give you a moment uh, to read it for yourself and then I'll read it over us uh, together. So be on the screen Take just a moment to let it sink in. These are the angels speaking to the shepherds, announcing the birth of Christ. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And the phrase in there that I wanna focus your attention to is that Jesus is good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Jesus is good news that will cause, that will bring, that will be great joy for all of the people. Jesus is that good news, and he brings great joy to all people. And for us as a church family, uh, this is important to remember this Sunday and in this season of Advent that Jesus is good news that brings great joy for all people, but this also has been something that we have been pursuing, believing God has called us to be a part of this over the last 18 months as a church family. Out of this conviction that Jesus really is good news, that he brings great joy to all people. And starting about 18 months ago, uh, in the midst of all the craziness that the last two years have been, we believe the Holy Spirit was calling us to focus as a church on these simple truths. 
and being a people that focus on these and focus on being a part of Jesus bringing good news to, with great joy to all people. And so we began our For the City initiative. That was the heart behind it, this conviction. So over the last 18 months, we have been pursuing this as a church family. We have been believing to make this truth, this vision visible for ourselves and for people in our city. And so as we come to this Sunday, when we celebrate and come and behold Christ in his joy, we thought it fitting to look back over the last 18 months and to celebrate ways that God has been at work in our midst. And God has been at work through us, displaying his splendor, being that good news that brings great joy to all people. And so we're going to take time to look back and to celebrate today as a way of coming and beholding his joy. Now, if you have been a part of our church and you've been with us on the journey, you're familiar with what I'm about to say. If you're new with us, I want to share a little bit of our heart behind this. We know we have a belief, we have a conviction that Jesus is good news that brings great joy to all people, and we know that God is for people. But you and I, every day, wake up with friends, neighbors, coworkers, uh, people that we interact with that don't know those things, that have not experienced those things in their lives. They don't know that God is for them. They might think that God is against them that the fates are against them, that life is against them, that maybe even the church is against them or irrelevant at best. But you and I know that God is for people. You and I know that Jesus is good news for people. Jesus brings great joy to people. But the question for us was, how will our friends know? How will our family members know? How will your coworkers know? How will our neighbors know that God is for them? If they don't know that we are for them and they don't know that we as individuals and we as a church are for them. And so we said we want to be really intentional. There's so many things we could focus on. But in this season, we believe the Holy Spirit is drawing our attention to be a people, to be a community, to be a church family, to be a church for the city that our neighbors might know that God is for them because they experience us being for them that they might have a fresh perspective on Jesus that they might not have had before because they knew you and they saw the way that you loved them and were for them, that we as a church family were for people. And that might shift someone's perspective of, man, maybe God is different than who I have imagined him to be. And maybe, just maybe, through your efforts, through your love, through your prayers, through you bringing the proverbial two loaves and fishes and offering them to the Lord, that people might encounter Jesus being the good news that he is that brings great joy to all people and that we could play a part in that here in our generation in this season in Dallas, Texas. So that's what we've been going after. And we focused in on four particular areas where we said we want to be really intentional to be a people for the city in these ways. Number one was we wanted to focus in on building transformational environments, places where people could encounter the Lord. 
We're places where people in our city, in our neighborhoods uh, could come in, could experience community, could experience things like worship and prayer and ministry and have that sense that you probably have had of, wow, God, you are surely in this place and I was not aware of it. They have that God is here type feeling, a transformational environment. And so we wanted to focus on three particular environments within that. One, for our city on Sunday morning, that we would be a place for our city and that anyone in our city could come gather with us on Sunday mornings and they could encounter the God who is for them. They could encounter the Jesus who is good news for them. We wanted to do that for our neighborhoods as well through our life groups, that it wouldn't just be a Sunday morning thing, but it would be a thing neighborhood by neighborhood, block by block, that there would be these little communities that would be open and would be different and would be a place where people could encounter the Lord and the love of Jesus expressed through his people. And we wanted to be very intentional about those transformational environments for the next generation that we were thinking about our children and our students and being a place and building places where they could encounter the God who is for them and people who are for them. And I've been so encouraged by what the Lord has done in these spaces and in these communities. Thinking about Sunday mornings, I want you to turn your attention back even to the beginning of this year. We knew that to be a transformational environment, a place where people encounter the Lord, that it was gonna be dependent on prayer, that we were prayerfully going to build this, that God wanted to do it and he wanted to do it through us, through our prayers. And so in January, we went on a journey as a community, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Where as a church, we said, we're gonna turn off media for 21 days. We're gonna look for ways to abstain from food. We're gonna press into prayer and believe for the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us and to move afresh in our midst. In the midst of prayer, that's not the only time we've prayed and fasted, but that's a significant moment to start our year and commit ourselves to the Lord in that way. And that was one of my favorite months that we've had together over this last year. If you were a part, you know that was such a rich time. In addition to prayer, we knew that worship is an environment where people encounter the Lord, they encounter God's presence. So, so we so we want to be really intentional about worship on Sunday mornings. And I just want to honor our worship team, uh, the way that they've served and invested. Uh, if you give them a hand, if you've been blessed by the worship, thank you, Lauren. Thank you, team. And here are some of the songs that we've gathered to sing together over the course of this last year, building that environment. Sing his praise again, my king forever. I thank God, God, I look to you, rest on us, and God of revival are some of the ones that we have had on repeat in this church family to worship the Lord and to be that place where God's presence can transform lives. We're actually gonna end this service singing that God of revival song together as a way to cap it off. Um, we've also been really intentional about going to God's word because in the place of God's people, where we pray, where we worship, and where we hear and seek to respond to the word of God, those are ingredients for transformation. Amen? Amen. So as a church, we've been worshiping, we've been praying, 
We started last fall when we were still out in the parking lot, not last fall, but the fall before that, the beginning before the city, and we went through the book of Acts together on the parking lot. If you remember those days, we have been through a series called Prince of Peace together where we looked at the passage about Jesus, one of them about Jesus in Isaiah, and we looked at what that meant for our lives. We have done a slow study through the book of Ephesians to start off this year. We spent the summer recharging in God's promises together. Uh, in August and September, we talked about Scripture calls us to be disciples. And what does it look like to be disciples and make disciples here as a church family? We went on another slow drive through the book of Hebrews. And then we concluded our year looking at how are we called to be good with money and studying in First. Timothy, so we've given ourselves to prayer, to worship, and to the word over this last year. That's been Sunday mornings in our life groups. Life groups have gathered together, and they've broken bread in one another's homes. They've eaten together. They've prayed together. They've invested in confessing sin, praying for others, reading the scripture, encouraging one another, gathering together to serve and to be these little lighthouses, these little communities of people practicing the way of Jesus together to be for the city and neighborhoods around. You might have come in this year and been welcomed into a life group, or you might have been a part of a life group for a long time. Life groups matter. And I want to honor Joe and the life group's team. Uh, for all the leaders, you know, you guys can do better than that. If you've been blessed by a life group, thank somebody. That takes work and intentionality. If you've not been blessed by a life group, let's get you in one because you will be blessed and you will encounter the Lord there. Additionally, with the kids and student ministry, we restarted kids ministry after needing to be shut down with COVID stuff and so excited about that. And we have taken another step with our student ministry that I want to highlight and hone in on for just a minute. You can see a picture of our student ministry uh, going to Six Flags this holiday season, but they've done a lot more than go and ride roller coasters, although roller coasters are awesome. They have invested in one another. They've gathered together. They've studied God's word. And one of the really amazing things is that they have not just been about having fun together and kind of looking inward, but they too have journeyed with us on this For the City initiative, and so they've stepped up to serve. And one of the groups that I wanted to highlight today, that I just wanted to say thank you to, this came out of our early uh, childhood director, Nancy, her, her, uh, what she sent to me um, as an encouragement. She said, I'd love to highlight and mention a group of our Antioch upper elementary and middle school students who have been willingly and enthusiastically serving in our early childhood kids ministry. They have been a game changer, especially as we have sent out the church plant, Antioch Lake Cities. It's these student leaders who have stepped up and they're engaging and they're serving with great joy. They are witnessing the adult serve team members pour into our little ones and they are experiencing that they too, these students, can impact lives in a similar way. Sparrow and Eli Daniel, the Marable girls, Joshua Koshi, Campbell and Cooper Johnson, Alyssa Casey, and the Sudan girls all come to mind as young servant leaders. Yeah, you should give them a hand. 
who not only have potential, but they're using that potential right now. And I'm thankful for them. As we were talking about those servant leaders, we want to point out the Lewis boys who are helping us in the back. Give them a hand on the media team. And then I'm going to ask this group to stand. If you are in here, the student ministry serve team leaders that have been pioneering this this fall. Jobrina, if you're in here, please stand. Jared and Amanda are with the kids. John and Erica Paulino uh, and Marshall Beard. All right, give them a hand. Thank you all so much for the way that you have served and invested in building transformational environments. So exciting. Uh, one of the big things that we've invested in over this year in that area is sending out a new church plant to the Garland, Rockwall, Rowlett area called Antioch Lake Cities. And we got a little picture of them uh, getting ready out there, and they have launched and are having services. And I want to show you something that our creative team member, Ian, uh, give Ian a hand, a video kind of montage of the send-out service for Antioch Lake Cities, and then an update from Jeremy uh, that he that he sent in to us of how things are going just to help us celebrate, oh man, these transformational environments. So if we can play that video. Crucified, raised up from the dead, led captivity captive, hid his finished. He gave us the key authority. Now we are joined through the praise of his glory, his glory. Upon this rock, you will build your church, and the gates of hell will not prevail when we bind, when we Dallas, it's Jeremy West, lead pastor of Antioch Lake Cities. Hope you guys are doing great this morning as you celebrate all that God has done this last year. One of the awesome things that you and I have got to be a part of is planting a church this last year. Earlier this fall, uh, Antioch Dallas sent out 20 families to plant Antioch Lake Cities in the Garland, Rowlett, Saxe area. 
We just started with our public launch of services in mid-November, and it has been exciting to see what God is doing. I'm so proud of our core team and just all the hard work that they put in. Just want to say thank you to all of you who've prayed for us, many who have given to our launch fund to just help us get off the ground. We've already had several new families from the community jump into our church and into life groups, and so it's really exciting as we jump into 2022 we're so expectant for what god is going to do and just look forward to just seeing how god's going to transform this area uh, for his name and for his glory keep praying for us we love you thank you you guys are awesome hope you have a great celebration Let, let's, celebrate, let's celebrate the Lord. Let's celebrate the Lord in the way that he's moving through these transformational environments. You're not clapping for yourself. You're clapping, Jesus, thank you for your grace. And you really are good news. And we've gotten to be a part of that as a church family. In those transformational environments, one of the things that we've wanted to do is to be for our city by developing leaders. And that we set out with a goal of feeling like God has called us to be for the city by developing church members, to be leaders, whether for the home, the church, the workplace, the campus, or the neighborhood. If you're a disciple of Jesus, it means you're following him, and he has given you the great commission, which says, go and make disciples. So wherever you are, you are called, and we are called to be leaders. We are called to be people of influence. We're called to be people who usher in the kingdom of God wherever we go. And so we want to be intentional as a church family about developing leaders, about developing people to be that salt and light, to be for the city in the spaces and places that God has called us. And so I want to have Johanna come up. Johanna, where are you? Johanna's going to share. Come on up. She's going to share a little bit about her development process over this last year and what God has done in her life. You can come on up on the stage. You might recognize her from last week. She was getting to baptize her friend Katie or the previous baptism service where she was getting baptized. So this is awesome. So Johanna, share with us a little bit about your journey and the way that God is at work. Hi, everyone. Um, so <laughs> um, I guess I'll just start with... Um, I was invited into discipleship with Rachel Thatcher in the summer of 2020. I know. Um, and honestly, that was the first time, I think, where I really just started reading scripture regularly and building those habits. And the word um, became what everyone said it would be. It became like alive and new and engaging and exciting when I read it. Um, and so I was just super grateful for those foundations um, and seeing that mirrored in Rachel really helped me grow in that way um, and to prepare myself to start leading in life group and discipleship group in that fall. Um, honestly, it was, it was a little scary at first, um, but I think through that process, the Lord has just been so good and showing me that he is the one who equips the people who he calls. And so it was not me, it was all the Lord. Um, and I think it really showed me the value of leading in community um, and being connected to people regularly who um, are just challenging me to push into faith um, and just grow in that way. And so in the summer, um, I got baptized and that was a really cool way to articulate this whole journey that he's led me through. Yeah. And um, so now I'm leading like two discipleship groups, and I will say this semester uh, has been a lot of learning 
what it means to go out and share the love of Jesus. I think before, like, building into relationships was something that could really tire me very easily. Um, but with this new approach and mentality of we're just sharing Jesus' love with the people in our city, it's been so life-giving, and there's been so much, like, joy and peace in that. Um, so it's just a really cool, like, mind change um, that I'm really grateful for that's come through spending time in these different relationships with people and just building um, this community and really digging into investing in others um, and their faith journeys. And so I'm just really grateful for this church and the community and obviously the Lord. So, yeah. So good. We're so proud of you. It's awesome. You can, you can step down, but it's just so awesome to see. Yeah, give her more of a hand. That's great. It's just awesome to see life transformed in discipleship. She was saying, okay, I'm reading the Bible. It's coming alive. I'm starting to live out my faith. And then God worked through her to not only receive, but also to be a part of making disciples on SMU campus, leading life group, doing discipleship groups. Such a joy. And Johanna, we are so, I lost you where you went. Uh, we are so proud of you and honored to get to have you as a part of our church family. Thank you for sharing what God is doing on, through your life at SMU campus with us, and we're celebrating with you. Um, the third way that we wanted to be for the city, first one was transformational environments. Second one was developing leaders. Third one was through blessing our neighbors. We wanna be really intentional about our neighbors and look for opportunities this year that we could bless them. And there have been so many ways that this has been lived out in our midst, but I wanted to have Jared and Amanda Coulter uh, come up and share a little bit about how they've entered in on this. Jared and Amanda, come on up. How they've entered in on this and seen God at work through them seeking out to say, I want to be a part of blessing my neighbor. So come on up. Give them a hand. All right. Why don't y'all share with us what God's been doing? Yeah, we have a couple different stories to share with y'all. The first is just really awesome testimony about how God is drawing people to himself and how we just get to participate by living near these people. Uh, last summer, this summer, we and the TKELs went out to a local park, and we just had the goal of, hey, we want to meet people. We just want to talk with them and see where they're at spiritually. And we had a lot of awkward conversations. A lot of people reject us. They're like, we don't really want to talk to you. But we found one um, mother and her kids and her sister uh, all playing at the park. And we, she was like, she was totally open to us. And we started having a conversation with her. And we turned the conversation towards something spiritual. And we said, hey, have you ever, like, you practiced anything? She said, I grew up Catholic, but I've only ever read the book of Revelation. And that's a book to read. Um, <laughs> And so we, we just invited her, hey, do you want, we love to read the Bible with our friends. Would you, love, would you like to come and, and read with us? And from there, we, we met in the park the following week, and we started going through the book of John, reading. Um, her primary language is Spanish, so I was trying to bust out my high school Spanish. We're like, have a lot of Google Translate going back and forth, but we, we've met with her, and we've met with her consistently, I would say about twice a month since then. We've been invited into her home. We've gone in. We've read with her family and her children. And it's just to see that sphere of influence reached for Jesus. And a really cool part about this testimony is that um, right before we met her, Stephen Kane, who's now at Antioch Lake Cities, and I, we were praying, prayer walking our neighborhood. 
we're asking God bring hungry and open people. Like let us find people who need the transformative gospel in their lives. And we met her at this park about 10 minutes away from her home only to find out that she lived in an apartment complex right behind ours. And so that was an area that we had prayer walked um, before we even met her. And it's just an awesome testimony of God is already preparing people who are hungry. And um, yeah, we've been reading the Bible with her for about six months and plan to continue doing so. And it's so fun. Like, yeah, yeah. So en Espanol. <laughs> just kidding. That's all we got. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, and another story I wanted to share is we, so bless the block. We're like, okay, how can we do that? I'm like, I love baking and I love eating cookies. So I was like, let's bake some cookies and give some to our neighbors. And so we gave them to a bunch of neighbors. And one of the neighbors, she was like, you guys are the best neighbors ever. I'm like, wow, that was low bar. But anyway, um, we didn't see her for many months after and just felt like the Lord put it on my heart to be intentional with her. And then I would suddenly see her like every time I was leaving. Like, I'm like, oh, man, gosh, thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Um, and so I would see her and we were just trying to be open about who we were. We're like, we really love Jesus and we love to read with people and we love to like be friends. We want to know you. Um, like if you need anything, let us know we're your neighbors. And, um, so anyway, many months later, um, ended up just walking around our apartment complex with her. And then the next week, just asking more spiritual questions like, you know, what did you believe? So she has a Muslim background and is not really practicing anymore. Um, but all that to say, then a couple weeks later, we're like, how are you doing with that? You know, just have you ever heard stories of Jesus? And it turned into just over a matter of weeks, the Lord doing something really powerful in her heart where she would say, I'm, I'm very interested in reading with you because you seem different. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. And so the next week we would read. And then a couple weeks after that, she shared, I'm very interested in following Jesus because he's so different. I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, <laughs> he like, he is so good. And it wasn't like I said the perfect words to unlock her heart, like the Lord. And anyway, weeks after that, I learned that like three years late or three years before she had first Google search like Jesus Christ just to learn because so she has been interested for so long and the Lord is so faithful to, to draw people to his heart. And it's just such an honor to like bring her cookies and be in her life and be her friend now. And so yeah, we just are so encouraged by what the Lord is doing in Dallas and just how we can just be a part of it by like living in our neighborhood and enjoying cookies. <laughs> so. so good. So proud of you guys. So awesome to hear. Y'all can step down. We said, practically, how do we want to bless our neighbors? It was be, begin with prayer. And you heard about them go on a prayer walk in their neighborhood. It was listen to people. It was eat with people. And you heard about the cookies. It was serving people and sharing your faith with people. And as they stepped out and doing that, just saw God move in powerful ways. And I know so many others have had those stories as well. And we'd love to be able to share those uh, with one another. The fourth way uh, that we wanted to be for the city as a church over these last 18 months was by meeting practical needs. We want to serve the practical needs of our city. I'm so proud of the way that our church has rallied together to do this in the midst of lots of reasons to say, I think I'm gonna sit this one out. So I just wanna take you back over the last 18 months or so of the various ways that we've sought to meet practical needs and to celebrate uh, what God has done and to celebrate, wow, this is uh, really, really special. The first one was uh, Austin Street Service Project, serving our neighbors that are experiencing homelessness. So you guys remember that we packed 
homeless care bags and ended up packing over a thousand to distribute to homeless people, people experiencing homelessness in our city. We also went down to Austin Street to serve as they dedicated a new uh, community garden. We helped with Forerunner Mentoring, who works with kids in our neighborhood who need godly mentors. Uh, and we helped all of the students in their program have backpacks to go back to school uh, last fall. Uh, you might have been out there packing backpacks last fall. We gathered together to serve neighbors in Richardson who were having code violations on their house and didn't have the means to get their houses up to code. And so we gathered together to go and to serve them practically and uh, I think the tally was over thousands of dollars of free labor was given through those various service projects just to bless people. One that you may not uh, remember or know about, but has been so significant, has been a ministry that has been birthed called Pure Desire. And for being a pastor in Dallas for over a decade, one of the areas that I know has been such a need for our church and a need for the city in general is just help and redemption in the area of sexual brokenness and sexual addiction. And I know it's a heavy topic, uh, but it's something that God has brought to our attention over and over and over again. It's a very practical need in people's lives. And Sean and Namitha, I wanted to invite you guys to come forward, give them a hand. Sean and Amitha have been leading out in Pure Desire, and I asked them to come and to share a little bit about what God has done. Uh, there we go. Sorry, I didn't make it easy on you. Uh, what God has done uh, in them and then through this ministry that started uh, and what God's doing. All right, great. Thanks, Zach. So um, this all started back in 2019. Uh, a guy named Nathan Schaub, you guys probably know. He, yeah, he's, uh, he and I were doing ADS together, and we were talking about this. We had both received a lot of healing through this kind of ministry uh, at other churches, and we wanted to bring it to, to Antioch. And so we cold emailed Zach. Um, but unbeknownst to us, Joe Polino had had a dream about this kind of ministry happening about the same time. And so Zach put two and two together, and uh, we launched uh, right in the heart of COVID, uh, 29, uh, 2020 uh, April. So we were on Zoom, first group, uh, seven guys. Love those guys. Um, they were warriors and courageous and we uh, walked through the material. It's about a 10-month group um, and just saw a lot of fruit. And so two of those guys came back to lead. Uh, big props to Mark Miller and David DeLuna, wherever you guys are at. Thank you for leading. Um, love those guys. And so uh, all seven of those guys actually came back to do it again uh, the next year. So now we have two groups of, of um, guys and then seven, eight guys each, and then one group for the spouses of these, these men. Uh, and there's just one thing I wanted to just share. It's like, you know, one, I've learned that I'm not the only one with this kind of history, this kind of story. And, and there's a lot of uh, just folks out there that, that are walking through this place of pain. And, um, you know, if there's something that the enemy wants to use is shame. And there's a lot of shame around this issue, a lot of stigma. But we know that Jesus is the person who accepts us at our place of greatest shame. And, and he is the healer. He knows how to heal us. He's been doing this for a long time. Now, his process is a process. It's not a quick fix, so sometimes it takes a minute, but uh, we get in these groups. Guys are learning to trust each other, learning how to connect relationally, learning to be open. They start bringing out their stories, and they start to just bring out places where they've been carrying pain for a long time, 
And that's where we can invite God to come in and heal them. So I just wanted to, yeah, share, share one quick testimony uh, from one of our folks from last year. He said, I had only been married for a few weeks when my wife caught me looking at porn. It seemed like our marriage was going to end before it got a chance to really start. From that day on, my wife and I kept getting in arguments because of that behavior. And even though I knew that my actions hurt my wife, I couldn't stop by my own strength, but I had tried before and had failed many times. I heard about Pure Desire at World Mandate 2020, and even though I didn't feel like it could help me, I felt like I needed it to try to, it to save my marriage. Through Pure Desire, I have recognized other areas of my life that needed healing. I have gained a greater insight into the man God has called me to be and have learned to approach life on God's terms and not my own. My marriage is not just surviving, it is thriving because of God and Pure Desire. So, all right. Amitha? Okay, I'm gonna try to do this without my notes. Um, so the first year that we did Pure Desire, the, the guys group, we didn't have a group for the spouses. But about halfway through that year, it became really evident that you needed a safe place for the spouses as well. So Bethany Ferguson, who is now at the Lake Cities Church plant, she and um, I decided just based on our background, we had a real heart for this area. And so we um, hosted an open house and just, you know, invited um, just to gauge interest. And we were like shocked because every, almost every single wife of the guys at the time in the group showed up. So that was how the group started. Um, right now we have eight ladies in the group and we're about halfway through our first year. And it's been, um, God has just used it to provide a safe place to just navigate this journey that is not one of their choosing necessarily, but um, a journey that they find themselves on. And while it may be the addictive behavior of one spouse that lands the other in a group like this, it really is a family issue. So um, the way I think about it that's probably easiest is like a seesaw. So initially you have the unwanted behavior of one weighing the side of the seesaw down in the family. But as that person, you know, joins a group or just finds healing from the Lord and is like restored, the other, if they haven't um, faced their hurt and just had a place to process through their own feelings of like unforgiveness or betrayal or what have you, they become the ones now that are weighing it down. So really for a healthy relationship, you want a balanced seesaw. Like you want both spouses working on their own healing and growing in the areas they need to. And that's where our, our group comes in. It's, um, PD has a great curriculum for the women. So we go through a workbook together and it's just been really neat to see like ladies come in. Some, sometimes they don't know each other at all at the beginning, but just like grow in community and pick up tools that's really helpful for themselves and their families. And we were singing Son of Suffering and I was thinking it's just um, really so apt because it's, um, God is so near to the brokenhearted. And it's, um, it may not always be like the lightest, most like jolly <laughs> group or whatever, but um, it's like there's so much beauty in the refining process of healing. And yeah, God is right there, so. Y'all don't, don't, don't know this, but probably, and I bet it was a good decade ago, we did a specific church fast, a three-day fast, 
with a prayer of, Lord, where in our city could young people who are experiencing sexual brokenness, where could they go to find help? We said, Lord, would you give us grace to be one of those places where someone in our city could come and find help and work through the pain and the trauma and the addiction and everything that goes with that and experience the grace and redeeming power of the Lord. So it's been awesome to see this come together. So proud of y'all, so thankful for the way y'all are leading us forward in being a community where we are healthy in all areas of our lives and can experience God's redemption. Yeah, so just honor you guys. Give them a hand. And then one other area that we wanted to highlight, this last year, the Lord worked in a miraculous way for us to begin uh, Unbound as a church. Unbound is an Antioch ministry that works with people experiencing human trafficking, and we were able to partner with our sister church, Antioch Fort Worth. And so if you have friends or family that live in Fort Worth and you love this church and they need a church, tell them about Antioch Fort Worth. We love them, and they were further ahead in the area of uh, developing Unbound for the North Texas region. When we reached out to them, we reached out, got connected with Sandy, and she's gonna come up and share a little bit about what we've been able to partner with them on and what Unbound North Texas is doing uh, as a way to meet practical needs here in our community. So come on, Sandy, give her a hand. Here you go. Thank you. All right, good morning. Um, it's so good to be with you guys. I love to be here. Just the life and the joy and the heart of God here, uh, so evident. So yeah, I mean, this past year, it has been such an honor to get to partner with you guys at Antioch Dallas uh, in Unbound. So for those of y'all that don't know, what we do at Unbound, um, really our mission is to support survivors of trafficking and to resource our community. And so we do that through three different ways. I don't need this. I always bring it. I don't need it. Um, so one of those is through our survivor advocacy program. And really what that is, is just our staff coming alongside and walking along these men and women that have been victims of trafficking and really... Um, it's the heart of God, you guys. I mean, I think seeing restoration and redemption from, from what they've had to walk through and for our team to get to be the hands and feet, you know, and it's everything from going with them to the hospital, medical appointments. Yesterday, we had a baby shower, you know, getting to celebrate the joys and, the, and really the challenges of life with them. So this year, we've served over 236 um, survivors. So, and that's because of, thank you. Um, yeah, so really, I mean, all glory to the Lord, and we're just so thankful for you guys partnering with us in that, for um, praying with us and just contending with us. It's been such a gift. Um, so two others real quick. Um, our youth prevention program. So this year, we started a partnership with Fort Worth ISD, and the goal is over the next three years to educate 80% of their student body, which is 85,000 students. Okay, so we start in fourth grade, which that alone will just grieve your heart, um, but we start with the babies and we just educate them on who they are, their value, identity, how God sees them so that they can be protected and, and not have to enter this life, right? And so, um, so over the next three years, 80% of 85,000 students, I mean, it's, it's huge. Um, and then uh, our other new initiative this last year was our youth drop-in center. So it's a 24-7, actually the first 24-7 Center for Youth, where they can come in off the streets. Um, so we've had youth, law enforcement bring youth in from Dallas, surrounding areas, um, just because they're needing a safe place. And while they're with us at the drop-in center, 
oh, we've had over 700 visits from youth this past year. So it is, um, it has been a ride. And um, there's a quote, I think, uh, possibly we're going to put up here, but one of the youth um, that was with us, I was getting to process with her, just her experience, and she said, Sandy, before I came here, um, I didn't feel like my life had any worth. Um, I didn't feel like I had any value, but your staff, uh, they make me feel like I'm worth fighting for. And, you know, I was just thinking, Zach, about what you said. Um, our heart of a church is to say, God is with you. And I think that that's our hope is what they experience when they come to the drop-in center. God is for you. God is with you. And for this pocket of time to feel like somebody is coming alongside, fighting for them, contending for them. And so, you know, I feel like it was an amazing year, and I feel so expectant for what God is really going to do this next year. And so if you guys would just continue to pray with us. Um, some from the church have entered in to volunteer with us, and we've been so grateful for that. Some people have jumped in to financially partner. Just wherever God's inviting you, um, I really feel like this is a ministry of Antioch Dallas, and we couldn't have done what we have done this year without you guys. And so um, we'll have more information at the end of the service out, out front, but um, just really want to say thank you guys for being uh, on this mission with us. So, so good. Thank you, Sandy. We love partnering with y'all. Man, a lot to be encouraged about and a lot to celebrate just ways that that idea of Jesus being good news, that's great joy for all people, that truth and the way that we've experienced that in our lives and the way that uh, we as a community have been able to play a part in helping others experience that over the last 18 months. I'm just so proud of you as we wind down uh, this year, so proud of the way that you have served and loved and given and tried to respond to the Lord. As we close out our service today, uh, one of the challenges in putting this together was to hone down the number of stories uh, that are around of ways that y'all have participated in for the city. So we wanted to create an intentional way to capture some of those, give you the opportunity to testify to the Lord's work in and through you. And in the lobby after the service, you'll see a big white foam board and markers where you can write a little bit of your story of being for the city and how God has been at work in your midst and through you in your spheres of influence. Along with that, as we typically do when we're celebrating big, we have buntinis uh, that you can enjoy. I thought there'd be a little more response on the buntinis. You've been... Y'all have already started like your New Year's eating plan. You can enjoy the Buntini. Let's, let's celebrate. Uh, we'll also have Sandy. Uh, we'll be out there from Unbound if you are interested in knowing more about that. And we'll also have an opportunity, if you're hearing all these stories of people serving and God on the move, and you're like, man, I want to be a part of that, we'll have a, a, an opportunity to sign up for a serve team out there so that as we go into 2022, that we'll be able to build on these things from for the city as we step into the new year and we step into what we believe God is calling us for in the days and weeks and months ahead. I wanna invite you to stand. We're gonna sing together as a way to close out our time. This has been a song that we've sung uh, over and over and over again as a church family, kind of an anthem for this season 
really song that captures the heart for the city, and it's God of Revival. So if you've been with us, you will know this song. Uh, if you're newer with us, uh, we'd love for you to join in as we celebrate the Lord and what he's done, and we come and behold him and the joy that he brings. So I'm gonna pray for us, and then we will enter into one last worship song together this morning. Jesus, we love you, and we just agree, God, that you are good news that brings great joy to all people. Lord, and we've experienced your good news. We've experienced the joy that you bring, Lord. And thank you for the ways that you've worked in and you've worked through us to help us be a part of other people experiencing you, experiencing you being for them, the God who loves them and comes looking to heal, to save, to redeem, and to restore, Lord. And we just honor you in this place as we come and behold you afresh on this Sunday, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.